Discipline at the Stables by Glenmore Tales Narrated by Miss Jen Davis Ladies Cynthia and Marigold rode their mounts toward the stables after their morning ride. Head groomsman Mr. McIntyre met them and helped the young ladies dismount. Where are Jasper and George? Cynthia asked. The two ladies had quite the crush on the pair of young, handsome groomsmen, who usually met them after their ride, so were disappointed not to see them. Sorry about that, ladies, but her ladyship has summoned them to her private stables. She's none too pleased about something, McIntyre told them. Are they in trouble? Surely Mother isn't thinking of dismissing them, Marigold asked earnestly. The older man led the horses along the path. It's no more than those two young rascals deserve, if you ask me. But I think her ladyship has some other consequences in mind, he chortled. His casual comment piqued the interests of the two young ladies. What sort of consequences, Mr. McIntyre? They inquired in unison. McIntyre chuckled. Well, let's just say that they won't be sitting in the saddle for the next few days. In fact, I doubt if they'll be able to sit on anything after her ladyship is done with them. Cynthia and Marigold regarded each other in disbelief. Their mother had her own stable on the other side of the courtyard, and they saw Jasper and George waiting nervously outside. A few moments later, Lady Blackwell strode purposefully toward them, looking stern and imperious in her velvet riding jacket, skin-tight jodspurs, and riding boots. The young men bowed their heads when she approached, and she ushered them inside. Do you think McIntyre is right, Cynthia? Is Mother really going to thrash them? Marigold gushed. Cynthia smiled impishly. Well, there is only one way to find out, isn't there? Should we? Mother wouldn't like it, the younger sister asked. Cynthia beckoned her sister to follow her. Don't be silly, Marigold. She'll be far too busy to notice. And besides, I've always wanted to see her thrash a stable boy, don't you? Circling behind the building, so as not to be seen, the mischievous pair crept close and listened. They could hear the familiar voice of their mother sternly lecturing and berating the young men about various misdeeds. Occasionally, they could make out a muted, male voice uttering a subdued response. The scolding seemed to continue forever until it abruptly stopped. And then... Ow! Ow! Gasp! Sounds like they're getting the cane, Marigold whispered excitedly. On their bottoms, too. How delicious, Cynthia tittered. The young ladies giggled with every stroke, until a full dozen had been delivered. For a moment there was silence again, before... Ow! Ow! The ladies stared at each other in puzzlement. 
That must be that big brush she uses to groom her mare. But she's not using the same side, Cynthia tittered. Just above them was a large window with a convenient bench below. Hoist me up, and then I'll help you up after, Marigold, Cynthia said, stepping a foot on the bench. After a bit of teetering, the two found a stable surface and craned their necks up to the window. Their jaws dropped at the sight. Poor Jasper was as naked as a jaybird and draped unceremoniously over Lady Blackwell's sturdy lap. His muscular backside was adorned with angry red stripes from the cane, and her ladyship's brush was rapidly adding various other colors and textures. Jasper was wailing, kicking his feet and bucking around, but Lady Blackwell had him in a well-secured grip and was snapping the back of the brush against Jasper's buttocks, fast and furious. The girls could only look on in awe of their mother's power. A few feet away, looking on in terror, was George, also stark naked, and doing his best to cover his impressive manhood with his hands. Marigold eyed him hungrily. She had never seen a naked man before, so she lustily drank in the sight. Her sister eyed George in a similar manner. Look at the muscles on George, Marigold, and his thing. It's enormous, she giggled. <laughs> a terrified George gasped when he saw the two spectators, and the two amused young ladies smiled back at him. By this point, Lady Blackwell had finished with Jasper. Taking him by the ear, she hauled him to his feet and stood him behind George. Hands on your head, and do not dare to move, young man, Lady Blackwell barked. Yes, ma'am, Jasper whimpered. Move those hands at once, she bellowed, and George's oversized member was exposed in full view. Lady Blackwell gave it an admiring glance before picking up the cane. Bend over that desk, young man, she ordered. As their mother tended to George, the two young ladies drank in the luscious sight of the well-muscled and endowed Jasper. Oh, my goodness! Look at it, Cynthia! Marigold gushed. I know, sister, I know! It's beautiful! Cynthia cooed, almost in a trance. Jasper's eyes widened when he saw the entranced young ladies at the window. Instinctively, his huge shaft sprung to a stout erection. Their heads swiveled back and forth like spectators at a tennis match. Cynthia and Marigold feasted their eyes on the two handsome young men. While Jasper vinced and struggled to hide his manhood, George lay helpless over Lady Blackwell's lap while she whelped away at his battered behind with a nasty big brush. Finally, George was deposited to stand beside his partner in crime, two well-beaten, humiliated, and contrite young gentlemen, while her ladyship paced in front of them, scolding the pair unmercifully. A smirk appeared on Lady Blackwell's face, when she saw the twin erections pointing to the window like accusing fingers. Her head suddenly swiveled around. Did you enjoy the show, girls? she asked sternly. 
her two daughters stood frozen for a moment before hastily departing the scene. Lady Blackwell returned her attention to George and Jasper. I'll deal with those two later, but for now it would be a shame to let these go to waste, gentlemen. She purred, gazing at the twin, glistening shafts. Her peeping daughters managed to scamper only a few yards when the formidable figure of Lord Blackwell himself blocked their escape. Father! they exclaimed in surprised unison. And where are my two daughters off in such a hurry? Not to meet with those two young groomsmen again, I hope. I warned you both about that, Lord Blackwell told them. Two female heads shook. No, father, Jasper and George are in there with mother. We were just being curious, Cynthia explained. Their father stroked his chin. Not as curious as I am. Get back to the house and get ready for dinner, girls, while I give your mother a nice surprise, he told them. Lady Blackwell was indeed surprised when her husband threw open the door and found her seated in a chair, her lips sliding slowly up and down Jasper's shaft. Lady Blackwell's eyes bulged, and she quickly withdrew upon seeing her husband. Henry, what a surprise! I was just... she began explaining. I know exactly what you're up to, Penelope, Lord Blackwell seethed. With a nod of his head, he dismissed the two terrified young gentlemen, who picked up their clothes and scampered away as fast as they could. Lord Blackwell closed the door and turned to confront his wife. Please, Henry, I can explain. I was just disciplining those two boys in your absence. Let's discuss it after I welcome you home properly, she pouted seductively. Henry picked up the big brush smacked it against his palm, and sat down. We will discuss it now, Penelope, he roared, patting his lap. Lady Blackwell sighed and slowly wriggled out of her jawed spurs. Outside, McIntyre pretended to busy himself with an earshot of the shenanigans. It's rarely dull around here nowadays, he snickered to himself. The sounds of his lordship heartily warming his wife's ample, jiggling bottom echoed throughout the courtyard until the door opened. A bedraggled and red-faced Lady Blackwell endured an embarrassing march across the courtyard to the manor house, vincing and giving her sore bottom a discreet, comforting rub. Her skin-tight-jawed spurs rubbed unforgivingly against her swollen, chafed bottom, as she walked stiffly along. McIntyre tipped his hat to them as they passed, and her ladyship cast him a discerning glance, vainly trying to disguise her limping and vincing as she walked along. While their mother scampered upstairs to remove her attire and comfort her aching bottom, their two daughters sat innocently at the dinner table. I believe we have some business to attend to before dinner, ladies, he asked them sternly, with arms folded. Please, father, no, but we, we didn't do anything, Cynthia pleaded. Her sister took a different approach. Cynthia made me do it, father, Marigold pleaded frantically. Marigold, Cynthia scolded. Lord Blackwell looked over, 
at the butler, Mr. Mason. Everything is laid out for you in the study as you ask, sir, he said. Thank you, Mason. Her ladyship and the girls will be in need of pillows for dinner, Lord Blackwell replied, and with a wave of his hand ushered his naughty daughters inside the study and closed the door. Mr. Mason smirked and puffed up the big pillow before placing it on Lady Blackwell's chair. Thank you, Mason, she said, and carefully lowered herself onto the pillow with an exaggerated groan. And have the maid bring me up an ice pack when I retire, Mason, she asked. As always, your ladyship, he nodded. A moment later, the sound of a cane swishing through the air, accompanied by girlish shrieks and yelps, echoed from the study. Carson smiled and puffed up two more pillows. The following morning, Jasper and George were up early, readying the horses for Lady Blackwell and her daughter's morning ride. Mr. McIntyre approached with a knowing grin, playing on his rugged face. "'So how are you two rascals feeling this morning?' he asked. George grimaced and rubbed the seat of his tight riding pants. "'Still very sore, Mr. McIntyre. "'Yes, we'll be eating standing up and sleeping on our bellies for a while,' Jasper added. "'Well, in that case, you'll be pleased to know you can put those mounts away, lads.' Apparently the ladies are not feeling up to a ride this morning, he announced. That's odd. Are they unwell? Jasper asked curiously. The older man chuckled. They're fine. Other than the fact that their pampered backsides are too sore to sit on a saddle. Lord Blackwell thrashed them all good last night. Serves them right after peeping on us last night, George nodded. Her ladyship, too? Jasper asked curiously and McIntyre nodded. Just then, Lord Blackwell arrived at the stables. Good morning, gentlemen. It appears I'm the only one interested in a ride this morning, he beamed. Turning to George and Jasper, he placed a fatherly hand on their shoulders. I'd like to apologize for Lady Blackwell disciplining you like that, and I commend you for taking it like a man. I know for a fact she is very adept at disciplining a male backside. Then, placing a hand on his own rear quarters, added, The problem is she enjoys it too much sometimes. His lordship chortled before mounting his horse and galloping away. George looked curiously at McIntyre. How does his lordship know how adept her ladyship is with the cane and that brush? Don't tell me she... Mr. McIntyre just chortled. He may be the lord of the manor but her ladyship runs a strict household, lads. Now, let me figure out some work for you, pair, that doesn't involve sitting. Hi, I am Miss Jen Davis, and for more information on me, please go to my website at missjendavis.com. That's Jen with two N's and Miss with two S's. M I. S-S-J-E-N-N-D-A-V-I-S dot com.